The podcast you are listening to of Holmberg's Morning Sickness is brought to you by my friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Trust me on this one. You've had barbecue before, but you haven't had it this good. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Eric'sFamilyBBQ.com. There's only one Eric's Family Barbecue location in Arizona. That's right, just one. It's in Avondale, and it's worth the drive over and over again. Barbecue restaurants that have several locations usually cut their quality for expansion. Not Eric's Family Barbecue. Eric serves Texas-style barbecue that never disappoints, always delicious, never rushed, and prepared to perfection. Now, we know brisket is king, but have you tried their pulled pork with coleslaw? It's a match made in heaven. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Go to ericsfamilybbq.com for more information. Still streaming. Holmberg's Morning Sickness. Online at 98kupd.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good morning, everybody. Hello there. Welcome to Monday. It's cold. My name's John. There's Brady. There's Brett. Big Dick Toledo's here. This is the morning sickness. And, uh, yeah, it's freezing out there. It's a nice chill in the air. Kind of like it. Kind of hate it at the same time. But uh, it's definitely part of it. So if you're one of those people who likes it, go stand in it. Get those nipples nice and hard and hop in the car and go to work. All right. If you're somebody who hates it, go stand in it. Get those nipples nice and hard and complain all the way to work. But yeah, you're gonna you're gonna be punched a little bit when you walk outside. You'll be surprised. It's chilly. Uh, a uh, glorious football weekend for men. It was a man's weekend. Meaningful game after meaningful game, taking up midday and night. I had basketball mixed in on a back to back for the Suns, which was even better. I had basketball mixed in as well. Where'd you, did you go? <laughs> no. Oh Saturday. yeah, you're, no, that doesn't count, right? Your girls' basketball. They said basketball. Oh, oh, yeah. And it sounded like it. Did they win again? They did. Nice. They're just on fire, that girls team you have to follow all over the state. Where was this one? Was it at home? It was at a home game. Oh, thank God for you. Big day. Um, what Kirby, in, what Kirby didn't tried. get in. She didn't play. And they're blowing her out. What? Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa, whoa. They're whoa, blowing the wow. team out. Oh, my God. <laughs> Toledo isolate that one. <laughs> all right. It's too early to, for you to start talking uh, about your daughter. You're going to say stuff like that. Let's not do it. And then I'll No, the, the team had a comfortable lead. Yes. And, and I figured, in. and uh, there was one girl that was da- that was sick, yeah, and wasn't there. It looked like it'd be pretty good opportunity for Kirby, and her um, head coach wasn't there, so the assistant coach took oh, over. This is not a fan of Kirby's game, evidently. From I don't second. know, I couldn't figure it out. Dennis was Hopper doesn't like Kirby, evidently. <laughs> it's only Gene Hackman's team. Well, so tell me on a, on a coach advice. He basically, you know, Kirby with two minutes left in the game, yeah, said, "Hey, coach." Are all of us going to get to play? Will everyone get a chance to play? No, life's full of disappointments, kid. Get used to it. He, he just said, not now. Yeah, and the know. game ended. And then about uh, an hour later, he pulled her aside and said, listen. It's your attitude, kid. No, don't ever ask me nice. to put you in the game. That's right. Um, you you do it privately. Okay, tell me where there's a private moment. Well, afterwards, two minutes after left. the game. Before and after the game. Yeah, I think that's what he yeah. meant. But. 
How mad I understand would you that. Have been? Like, if you don't don't ask, if you were told that beforehand too, like, well, don't ever ask to get in. But at the same time, you you want a kid to be enthusiastic and saying, sure. she doesn't know the program. She I actually asked another player that was one of the starters and said, is it all right if I ask if I can be yeah. put in? She's like, yeah. And they kept asking, hey, put Kirby in, put Kirby in. They're begging for it, which is the coach is not going to do it if they start that crap. Yeah. Keep them on the bench on purpose. The worst part is Brady had to go watch a game that she wasn't even in. That's I was thinking. That's the worst Just be part. happy it wasn't. I think in, that's what upset me. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah. It wasn't in Coolidge or it wasn't in. Were you one of those parents that wandered over to the coach then afterwards? Nope. Okay, good. No, that's just, you know, I. Yeah. Maybe there was I try to look at the, I try to look at the, the most that uh, the the most important thing is, is there a teaching moment in that with a coach sure. saying, hey, don't come to me yeah. during the game, which I understand. It's called uh, authority. Yeah. And he decided not to play you today, and that's re- that's part of it. Yeah. It stinks. But, but the problem, get you, you like, know, It's true, actually. I was joking, but life's full of disappointments. Get used to it. You didn't get in today. Yeah. Suck and I told up, Try harder. Work harder. Go, um, you're exactly right. And I said, this is the reason, like, you know, this should inspire you to Step it up in practice. Make it so you're playing better. You're invaluable to uh, time on the floor. You're not somebody that has to ask to go in. They need you. Yeah, bust it. Like when I was in eighth grade basketball and pooped my pants during practice as a starter. You didn't stop? Well, I should have. I never stopped pooping. (laughs) It was very sick. Pooped all over. I ran off. I missed a week, and I came back, and I wasn't put back in. And I realized this is probably because I pooped my pants and missed a week of practice. And then I was a bench guy, and I was a timid bench guy because I was the kid who pooped his pants. And I didn't say anything. I'm like, I should probably not play in case I start pooping again. Basketball brings out the worst in me. I, I take dumps. But, yeah, other than what Brady was talking about, great man weekend. Yes. Amazing male, awesome football, snow. Oh, it was great watching that uh, Bengals and Bills. Great game. And big chunks of snow flying around. The Bengals just worked the Bills. And uh, I always, you know... Being the cynic that I am, watching them, you know, show Damar Hamlin up there waving to everybody's at the game and everybody's there. And then the the phrase that was uh, bandied about a week ago, it said, we're on a mission. We're being watched. This team is touched by God. And we we dedicate the rest of this playoff run to Damar Hamlin. I'm like, oh, that, that can, that, those go one of two ways. And you look, I remember when the Bears. You nutted too early. Brian Urlacher's mother passed away. And he went on and he said, you know, my mom died, but I'm going to play this weekend because that's what we should do. And the teams out loud, we're dedicating this one to Brian's mom. I think they lost like 51 to 7. And then so I'd be like, if I was early, I'd go, thanks a lot, guys. My mom really appreciated that tragedy you threw out there. You don't want to dedicate something as if it's, you know, you know, predestined to be a win for you. Those are bad. Those can go sideways on you real fast when you dedicate it to somebody's life or health or whatever because there's another team on the other side that just doesn't care in fact the Bengals were the ones that tried to kill demar hamlin they're they're probably out to get him again i'm surprised they weren't throwing rocks up in his suite i don't know if you uh realized like in that game i think it was fourth quarter it was a long pass to t higgins mm-hmm. and the two bills collided oh yeah they almost t. Died higgins again. is yeah. the bills killer <laughs> he tries to kill I mean, bill laying all over the field after he gets up <laughs> yeah he was the one who skirted in between him and their heads clunked together like the three stooges and i'm like he's done it again he's murdered again but yeah, the Bengals look pretty good, knocking the Bills around, and that'll be a fun game with the Chiefs and Bengals. And then the other, uh, the Cowboys, uh, boy, that kicker sent, uh, everybody's butthole got tight watching that Dallas Cowboys kicker. We wanted that 
last touchdown, so he had to kick the extra just point. Just had to at least to get one through. When he lined up and got it blocked early, you're yeah. like, oh, my God, this guy. Now he's – and he was going to miss that. And his face. The replay on that, that ball was already going left and was too far left. to be, I don't know how it hit the hand, and it's so low. I mean, at 35 yards, you shouldn't be able to reach up and block that. It's hard to block an extra point. And they just smashed it. So he got bailed out by the block, boy. And then he'd go back out there. And I, all of us, I don't. Even, I hate the Cowboys. I was giggling. I'm like, this dude is going to Ray Finkel. He's going to go nuts. Tight butts. And they'd squeak through the upright like, oh, man. How many death threats do you think he got from oh. people in Dallas? Well, if they had Jerry. Yeah. If they hadn't, well, Jerry alone, yeah. If they hadn't <laughs> kicked the bejesus out of the Buccaneers. And lost that game on like extra points. That dude would have been reclusive for the rest of his life. He'd be sure. legendary for the wrong reasons. They lost yesterday, but it wasn't his fault. But man, and it was a it was he a, didn't help. He did, it wasn't. He was a no. He was nerve wracking. It was pretty great. But yeah, like I love watching the Cowboys struggle. Jerry Jones. Now they did an interview with him after the game. I saw it on ESPN, and I've seen uh, like people in coffins that look healthier than Jerry Jones does right now. His Skin's turning a color that I've never noticed or recognized. Some sort of gray yellow, which is... It wasn't the lighting in the suite? <laughs> he was out of the suite. No. It was in a room with lights and cameras, and, and they had a side shot. And I'm like, if you know when goldfish, when they jump out of the tank and they're laying there too long, and then they start to turn that way, and their eyes are the... That's what Jerry looks like. He looks like he needs to be thrown back into the tank. This has no bearing on Mike McCarthy's job or Dak Prescott. Bring oh, yeah, Jason yeah. Garrett back. We'll see if you're still here next year because you're looking, you're looking fragile, my friend. But Cowboys are out, which I think we can all sit back. And I found it odd because I was at the Suns game and we were down in the little VIP lounge watching uh, at halftime the the tail end of the fourth quarter and uh, Cardinal fans in there screaming and yelling when the Cowboys lost, like they were happy. And I'm like, you guys don't get your division, like. I get hating the Cowboys, but you shouldn't be rooting for the 49ers. That should be your hated rival. And they were happy with it. I'm like, eh. Or they wanted Cardinal someone fans. out of their division. <laughs> I don't know. That's dumb, too. I, Nobody wants that. Your division is the, the three teams you hate the most. I don't know, man. I think Cowboys hate <sighs> goes even deeper. It's deep. That it, and Raiders hate. But, I mean, if the Ravens played the Cowboys, I'd root for the Cowboys. It would be horrible, but I'd root for the Cowboys. I mean, and if the and if the Cowboys played the Bengals, I'd root for the Cowboys. I don't know. I think the Cardinals were out of it, or they were out of it That's so true. long that everybody's. Like, there's probably something to that, yeah. that. That there's no real, you know, pain that the. Yeah, all right, so what? The 49ers yeah. are good. Yeah, I guess maybe that's it. You just don't have any life left in your football dreams. Yeah, yeah. The Cardinals have stripped. Welcome you to a being ball. a Bears fan. Everybody. Yeah, good. okay. <laughs> it comes from you. That's a good. Yeah, it's an excellent source too, because you're like, look, if the Packers win the Super Bowl, so be it. Yeah. But if the Packers are in the Super Bowl or Packers are in the championships game against the Cowboys, you're rooting for the Cowboys. Yeah, but it's yeah. still tough. Yeah. It's still tough. I, I just hope for a plane crash. <laughs> All right. Yeah, well, that's, you know. There's also <laughs> Just hope that the entire team is. Yeah, uh, both teams just, you know. Smashes the other side of the rocket. Oh, wouldn't that be great oh. if they could just meet in the air? No, you go first. <laughs> no, you go ahead. Yeah. But uh, I always. I, I always and that would be a situation where that would happen. The dedication games are always ones where I'm like, this can go sideways. And when the Bengals started pushing the Bills around and they kept going back to that DeMar thing, like there was some sort of a, you know, Rally like, up. You know, like he's touched by an angel and he can float above everything and shoot down magic juice. Wasn't happening. I'm like, all that foundation money up there in that suite. Oh, and everybody's just waiting to see where that ends up. 
uh, yeah, as cousin two dice is in charge. Yeah. Man, I was in charge of twenty five hundred tomorrow. Now I got eight million. I'm gonna pay my bills. <laughs> you pay, there has to be a deadbeat family member that's in charge of that foundation that Demar didn't expect to get to eight million, and now he's just being inundated with wolves and and vultures saying we can help manage that. Now, I don't know what I'm doing with it. Okay, and somebody's gonna and they're gonna squander that in a huge way. So now you can determine. The money that you need, your salary, that they, you need to yeah, run the organization. They are going to squander that in a – some crooked grifter is involved now. Don't worry about it. You're ill-equipped for this $8 million. I'll take care of this. I run these types, and that money's going away. That Jamar Hamlin thing is weird. Talk about overreacting as a nation. I love that a charity got a bunch of money. But they better keep their eyes on where that went because my, my guess is in a year or so there will be an ESPN 30 for 30 – about how horribly corrupt that ended up getting. And not because of DeMar Hamlin, because of the vultures that got involved. Because as quickly as we threw money at something, vultures know where there's raw meat. And they went and ran towards it to try to help. And I guarantee in two years, somebody's somebody's made $600,000 on their own just running that. That's not going to be pretty. But, yeah, he's up and about, and he's running all over, which is good news. Like, that's the most important part is that guy's still alive and happy. But the Bengals do not care about DeMar Hamlin at all or his family or his friends. They put him in the hospital, and then a few weeks later took his team out of the playoffs. <laughs> they, they have no heart in Cincinnati, and I can admire that. It's those uniforms I can't admire. That's awful. And should not represent the NFL in any way, shape, or form holding a trophy. I couldn't dress any better than yesterday's game. Oh, Disappear so, uh, just in that gone snow in the drift. White. It was a smart choice, but I tell you what. Their helmets, every uniform choice you've got with the Bengals should never hold a Lombardi trophy. Because they just look like uh, rugs on a whore's floor. <laughs> the hideous uniform. There's a sail on the corner. Oh, just so awful. Yeah, rugs. yeah. Some, some immigrant, I don't know from where, a Stan, and he's got uh, a... Clothesline of the ugliest things you've ever seen. Rugs, we got my rugs, like like rugs, and all of them look like Bengals paraphernalia to me. Awful. Uh, there's that, and then of course, you know, we can't get out of a big, big time fun weekend without a mass shooting. That's another thing. This one's got everybody stymied, though. It's not your typical uh, young male, young white male incel weirdo. It's a 72 year old Asian guy. On uh, Lunar New Year for uh, or the Lunar, whatever it was, for the Chinese New Year. And a big party. And it's like, wait a second. Because I think at first everybody uh, that I was seeing on the news was like, this is a case of Asian hate. It's gone through the middle. Like, well, no, turns out it's uh, an in-house deal. And some 72-year-old shooter, which is rare. Like, normally it is white, angry white kids who can't get laid. And this one is a 72-year-old. Blue tram. Yeah. Uh, yeah it's going to disappear, though. What's that? Now it's yeah, because it's not. It's not. Right. There's no race story. Yep. There's nothing to it. It's just a tragedy, and the news only likes it when it can make a victim, mm-hmm. a whole group of or a, a a whole race of people, a, a bad guy. And it's a yeah, and and also the argument of gun control is back with this because the screaming and yelling. But what are you going to do? He had illegal guns in California. There, the one he had that he used evidently isn't legal to have. So now they're going to make some guy who sold it to him the bad guy. And then the guy who manufactured it's a bad guy. And it's like, well, you already had laws to not have it. It didn't stop anything. Yeah, this one is strange. That, I was reading about it this morning, and I'm like, there's no getting around this. Like, there's, this, is a, this, is, this just gets back to crazy people being crazy yep. and an inevitability. 
uh, for them to go off. That, you know, you have to keep your eye on crazy. we got to stop, again, John Holmberg's way. Stop being so accepting of people who aren't willing to be normal. If you don't want to blend into society and you're starting to show signs, it's like, you know what, I'm an outlier. I'm one of these people. It's quirky and fun, and not being part of society is one thing. But militant and strange and odd beliefs, it's like, you know, fly your freak flag can only go so far as to, I'm telling on that guy over there. Yeah. He's acting like a nutball. Well, you can't do that. Mental health is a very important... No, I sit next to a nutball. The the guy next to me in the cubicle next to me is a nutball. Stop saying that at work. You're going to get fired. I need to talk to HR about Nutty McNutts a lot over here. (laughs) You know? And every office has one. That's the reason in the show The Office it was so funny that Creed sat there the whole time quietly plotting everything. And and no one, you know, suspected that he, he was a criminal and all he talked about was being a criminal. Nutty McNutball. We've got a couple nutty McNutballs here. If they started to pipe up, I would say something. I keep my eyes on the oh, on the office loons. And if anything gets to the point where I'm like, he said, ooh, he said some very cryptic stuff. I'm turning the nutty McNutball. I don't care about mental health. Get it for him. He's bananas. But yeah, seventy two year old Asian man is the, and they found him dead in his van. I shot himself in the head either last night or whenever, but. Uh, yeah, so we'll have manifestos and writings and all sorts of things, but evidently he was very angry at whatever Chinese New Year it was. Now I don't know, was he Chinese too? I, I feel don't think I feel so. bigoted to not know if he's Korean or how dare you? If he had a yeah, I, I thought that. Yeah, I mean, I so Tran I, was like Vietnamese. Could be. Don't know. My uh, friend Jim Wilson went to, uh, with me to the Suns game last night, and uh, he's Asian, Korean. And he walked off to grab a beer, and the other guy I was with goes, so is uh, Jim here because it's Chinese New Year? And I'm like, he's Korean. He goes, no difference. And I'm like, you're right. <laughs> we don't know. White people don't know. We're, we're, too, we're too stubborn to learn it, and we're too afraid to be wrong. We just throw it out there as you're all the same. And it's hard. And I, and I started laughing. He's like, is he here because, it, like, like that's me. Like, that's, a, well, it's Chinese New Year. I'm going to wrangle up my Asian friend and pop him off to a basketball game. And then I realized how culturally diverse I actually am. My Chinese friend and I spent Chinese New Year together at the Suns game. I'm practically the UN. I'm like a UN advisor. That's a pretty amazing guy right there, if you ask me. Really nice. Yeah. I don't know what the shooter was. Is he... Because Japanese people and Chinese people have a beef. Uh, I think Koreans and Japanese people are mad at each other. There's a whole bunch of, like, they don't like each other. And I don't know how you tell each other apart. That's like Swedes and, uh, you know, Norwegians, like, being mad at each I'm from Norway. I'm from Sweden. We're going to fight. I'm like, I don't know who to shoot. We all look exactly the same. It's the same over there. Our so. buddy Jim was like, I just got uh, any, anyone FOB. I cannot stand <laughs> right, the Asian right off really. the boat. Yeah. And I told him last night, an Asian lady walked by us. And she, uh, last night's Suns crowd was America. Just an awful lot of fat ladies and clothes that don't fit, feeling like I can do this because it's you can't judge me. I'm like, ugh, I am judging you. I'm, just, I'm not saying it out loud. They weren't Lizzo sized. It was even worse. Like I can understand a Lizzo girl going, screw it, putting on a sports bra and I'm walking outside. Oh, don't don't encourage. I don't encourage it, but I understand that that they're so far gone that they they're just rubbing it in. I'm talking about the ones that probably shouldn't have half shirts on because it's just not a. Like, there's nothing about it that says, I try. And it's about 30 pounds too many. The rollover. There's a little bunt cake going over the edge of the pants. And there's a, you know, like a cesarean scar or 
a bullet wound or I don't know. But there was an awful lot of those. And then this Asian girl walked by and she had a nice tight little shirt on and a skirt. She looked like she was fresh out of the, you know, black pink video. I'm like, ah, oh, there you go. I'm like, Wilson, you need to start liking Asian chicks. Like they're always skinny. Like the good ones are always skinny. They look good. And they're in shape and it looks like they're, it looks like they give an F. And he goes, you know what? I'm starting to come around on the Asian girls. Oh, he never was? Oh, no, he hates them. He's, really? He like them wow. He's got self-loathing Asian hate towards the women. I mean, I understand culture. it if you watch too much Pornhub videos because of <laughs> the noise they make and the pixelation, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? Put a pillow over it. But yeah, he said he's starting to come around a little bit. He said, I'm starting to see that. And I'm like, yeah, because this American thing is just ranch dressing and, you know, trips to the... The the big giant buffet. I mean, this these ugh, gigantic beers and nachos, and they're walking down. Their guts are all over, and they're holding big buckets of nachos. And I'm like, well, she has no intention of stopping this moving. If train. he's at home watching football, yeah. I'm going. To I don't town. know if she's mad about. It. I think she's pretty happy. And then, like I've said for years, it's this is the best time ever to be an average girl. Thank you, filters. We watched women out in the the. Uh, you know, that front concourse of the Suns game? Doing the poses. The three of them, three of them together in just jerseys, Booker jerseys. And from behind, and they had big, long, you know, thigh-high boots. And you're like, all right. And you walk up, and their hair's huge. They've got all this fake hair, these extensions. And from behind there, do you see the camera? I'm like, these girls must be pretty smoking hot. They're doing some influencing over there. You get up close. Oh. Oh. I've seen drawings of witches that are better faces. Uh-huh. But, I mean, they were the hot girls. And they were getting the attention because they were being Kardashian. Well, everybody's looking going, they must be something. Look at them out there. They're filming themselves. They're doing videos. It was weird. So, yeah. But, yeah, so I told him, and he's coming around on him. But he hated Asian girls for a long time. And maybe it was porn. I don't know. I can't blame him, you know, if that's what he's basing it on. Oh, no, yeah. that, That would, I would feel horrible if any of those porn Asians were underneath me taking my very average material. But at least it'd be pixelated, so it'd be... Yeah, you know, yeah. I'd look down and see <laughs> no it. No one will know. Be a lot wider. But hearing that baby cry that Asian girls did. <laughs> like, uh, no. I'm good. I gotta go. Why are you soft? Why are you soft, prayer? Uh, it's the baby noises. It's like, yeah, I don't like that. Tubuku, Johnny. You're, ah, you're cooing. <laughs> I want to put some honey on my thumb and rub your gums. It's like you're teething. <laughs> yeah, so I'm happy for him. But it was. It was my move last night for the Chinese New Year to take my Korean friend to a Suns game. Cause, and I look like a hero to all the white people in the building. Look at him taking his Asian friend out on Chinese New Year. And last night the Suns celebrated Chinese New Year by dressing fat white guys under one of those weird dragon... You know, they run the dragon around. Yeah, that's cool. The, they have the sticks. Not really. <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, pretty... And then... Um, Giving out uh, things for the Suns gift shop for $25, but they were wrapped up in these red envelopes with Chinese writing on them. Like, this, how is this not like ultimate cultural appropriation? And it was a, uh, a man dressed in a unicorn head that was the Suns' choice to hand out all the, the it's gift cards. You're the rabbit. It wasn't a rabbit. No rabbits. Right? No, there was a giant dragon on the court for a minute, and then the guy in front. Took the head of the dragon and lifted it up and started breathing real heavy. And it was just some fat, blonde, white guy. <laughs> like, he's in charge of the dragon. Like, don't, isn't there something spiritual or something meaningful to the Asian culture where you shouldn't have, you know, 
the janitor running around as the head of the dragon. He was just happy he wasn't sweeping up that day. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) I get to do what tonight? Here, put these red tights on and go work the dragon head. Imagine. Oh, that could have gone so the other way. Every fan gets chopsticks tonight. Oh, it might as well. They kind of got that way. We're celebrating Asian culture up in here. like, oh, thanks, Sway. (laughs) Shouting it out in like the most street way I've ever heard in my life. Not one Asian person said, here's what it's about. The Suns dance team did dunks to like, I don't know, like Yao Ming or something. I don't know. They had Everybody some sort was of... coming to yeah, fight. Exactly. All right. <laughs> you ain't never seen Asians fly like this since Crops and Tiger. Get them trampolines out, yo. You know what else I realized? The Suns trampoline team, they go out and they, uh, the, the fun sun team, I don't know, but you know, they do the trampoline. The crew. Yeah. The crew. Yeah. The, the soul crew. The soul entertainers anyway they put they put the two uh trampolines out there and then like five or six people bounce on them and then you know pass back and forth off the backboard they dunk and the gorilla comes out and he dunks and i noticed they've never had a girl do it and i thought to myself again being a marketing genius have the wnba girls go out and dunk off their dunk crew have them do it the actual players yes they couldn't they couldn't do it. They'd miss. And it would be embarrassing. <laughs> they wouldn't. They can't do it. That would be fantastic. <laughs> and ladies and gentlemen, welcome your Phoenix Mercury. And they go to bounce off of the Do it even throwing it off the glass. It's yeah. going over the backboard. Couldn't do it. They're not used to flying up there. They don't. And it would be hilarious. So I want the Mercury to for one game. And how great would it be if they succeeded? And I was wrong. And they're up there just, you know. Helicopters, 360s bouncing. They look like beautiful athletic superstars. And you're like, maybe I should go to a Mercury game. These girls have it together. Or add a trampoline to girls' basketball. Have a trampoline that they can, you know, you can bounce off of and try to dunk. Underneath, like you Always the, there. It's always present. In the charge area. Yeah, the right there in the key. You're in the key. Yeah, well, not necessarily that low because be... they'd hit their heads a lot on that. That <laughs> would be right. bad. You got to pull it out of the out of the, you know, the restricted area. You can't really but have a trampoline out there for them or at least let them do the 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 gorilla dunk one time. They couldn't do it. I challenged the Phoenix Mercury to the Suns in-game entertainment. Take your four best girls. Five actually. There's five That's people in the Soul Squad and more I mean, there's other people's head, but, uh, you know, lowering the rim. Then they just shoot the ball into the top of the backboard. Kunk. That's what you'd hear all the time. At least there would be some missed dunks. A lot of them. There already are. Not a lot of them, though. There's only two girls that can even come close. But, yeah, I thought it would be entertaining. That's how bad girls' basketball is. That challenge right there would scare them to death. And they should be like, oh, we'll do that. That's awesome. I I would do that. I'm a 50-year-old man with two fake hips, for God's sake. You told me you want to be one of the dunk members. I'm like, I can do this. Watch me. And I, I might make it. I might miss. I'm not going to fly as high as those guys because I'm not practicing. Give me a day with those trampolines. I'd be dunking like a madman. I don't think the WNBA girls would do it. And they'd say, well, we get injured. No, you won't. There's big mats and stuff. You get injured, it's because one of them would just fly into the backboard. <laughs> you know, they just wouldn't time it right. Because they're not that athletic. Because every now and then you see the guy go through the hoop. Yeah. Now, can you imagine, Brady, uh, the Gilbert Christian 8th grade girls trying to trampoline dunk? Yeah. Yeah. And how horrible would that be? 
A lot of broken bones. <laughs> now think of the eighth grade boys team. It'd be a show. It would be an absolute spectacle. Mercury, I challenge you. Do it. Suns have a game on Tuesday night. Let's break out the Phoenix Merc. The return of Brittany Griner and put her on a oh, trampoline and let her the tramp. give her a big old. <laughs> <coughs> All right, I'm in. Let's do this. Yeah, give her a big drag off of the best weed you can imagine and push her towards the trampolines. Put your hands together for the Mercury Tramps. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the girl tramps. <laughs> it would work. The fans would go crazy. And all you have to do is knock this stiff and you'd have people yelling at Johnny for saying, oh, you see, you were wrong. They'll never do it. They're too afraid of being revealed. I challenged them. As if that matters at all. I challenged them. The same way they would challenge me if I said you're no good at basketball. I beat you. Yeah, you're a professional. You call yourself a professional athlete. I would hope you beat me. That's all. That's what you do for a living. I, I just said you're not good at it. It's like, you know, a Safeway checkout person that's bad at it doesn't turn to me. And I'm like, you're terrible at this job. I'd, I'd be better, better than, you. than you. Yeah, because you're trained on the stuff. I hope you're better than me. But I'm telling you right now, you're bad at what you're doing. I love it. So, and the Suns won. This league three in a row. It's Chris Paul came back. He was great. Is there hope again? They start getting healthy as the, the team starts to kind of trickle back in. Maybe they got something here. A couple games this week, we'll find out. But yeah, good man weekend. Just awesome. Outside of that shooting thing. Yeah. Good man weekend. Uh, it's 613. Let's get us a wake-up song, shall we? 585-9800. A good one. And we'll scream it together. It's 98 KUBD. Wake up! Arizona's most powerful rock radio station. He said fully erect. 98 You've been listening to Holmberg's Morning Sickness Podcast, brought to you by our friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat, ericsfamilybbq.com.